powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. The Ottawa Senators just don't have it this year. I think I think it's as simple as that. No other way to put it. This isn't this isn't the year. Anytime you can make this year's Yaroslav Halak look like last year's Igor Shosturkin, might be time to uh, might be time to pack it in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Game Over Ottawa. And I think we can all agree that we're thrilled that the game is over. Um, so I'm not sure how to fill up this uh, this episode. It's just more of the same. Sens look solid in the first period. They trail first intermission, and then just they just don't. They just don't have it in them for the rest of the game. You know, uh, it's painful, frankly. Um, you know, win back-to-back games, that's great. I mean, one was against the last-place team, and the other one was against a team that's, you know... I don't know if I don't know if the if the LA Kings are necessarily really struggling this year or, or the Rangers for that matter also aren't really struggling this year but you know I, I kind of look at on paper they're different but I mean in 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 the case of like you know this season currently both teams are struggling I think you look at the Kings game and this Rangers game the same way that they both should be wins um Maybe maybe my attitude's completely changed if 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 the Sens just demolish the Rangers when they play again on Friday. But you know, you 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 finally win back to back games for the first time since October, and you're playing a team that's lost three straight. And granted, that they did mention on the broadcast that the Rangers have run into hot goaltending in their losing streak, but you know, capitalize at some point. Like if you can't string together three straight wins more than once in the season, like. Is done. It's more or less done. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I don't know, because we're at, we're at the point of the season, which, uh, to be fair, uh, me and my uh, uh, ignorant bliss, I guess, um, of thinking that you know, if if we ever get to the point of the season where I say, okay, well, the Sens are out of it. And I'm just going to be talking about the same thing every single night. I figured that would be a good 50, 55 games in. Um, you know, we've barely cracked 20. And I'm already at the point where I feel like doing, you know, 10 or so of these episodes. We've kind of been saying the same thing every time. So it, it, it's, it's, it's tough to find something new to talk about. You know, we go through the checklist. Like I said in this game. Gave up the first goal despite looking like the better team overall in the first period and and just in general early on. Um, then lose the game despite looking like the better team early on. Uh, then we talk about Thomas Shabbat's ice time. And then we talk about how Drake Batherson had a really nice play but also cost the team a couple goals. And then uh, we talk about how great Jake Sanderson and Claude Giroux have both looked. And their first season with the Sens, it's just it's just kind of turning into the same thing over and over again. And you know, 
I love doing this show, but it is, you know, I did not think that the content of the episodes would be this consistently the same, just repeating and and just completely exhausting um, before we hit December. Granted, the last day of November, but still it counts before December and, and I'm at a loss uh, for what to talk about. That's my bad for not booking a guest um, for this episode. I've I've been really focusing on booking guests for December. I believe there's only one game in all of December that I'm covering that I won't have a guest, which is nice. It'll be nice to actually bounce ideas off someone rather than talking about just another painful loss on my own. Um, so that'll be nice. That's something to look forward to at the very least. I've got some pretty some pretty cool guests coming in, so that should be fun. Um, I'm also heading back to the UK in a couple weeks, so I get to stay up to watch these absolutely dog shit games from uh, midnight to about 2.33 a.m. instead. So that'll be really fun. Um, it, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't even like joke about that negatively. Uh, I, I was doing that uh, last season as well, so I'm, I'm used to it. I'd be doing it either way. Um, Boy, um, uh, this game should probably not have been three one in like a couple ways. I think, I think the Rangers probably should have scored a lot more chances. I mean, they had what three three posts in the third period. Um, the Sens probably should have scored a couple more. Um, I think I think the first two. Rangers goals you could kind of say like okay well they just you know Ottawa had a lapse of judgment in that moment and 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 a defensive lapse I guess and 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 New York took advantage of of a momentary uh issue in the defensive end and then when it happens for the third time in the game you go okay so like no one's covering anyone three times in a row at that point you know it's not a momentary lapse uh, for the Sens defense, that's just the structure being a complete fucking nightmare and just not working at all. Um, so realistically, between that and and the three posts that the Rangers hit in the third period, I I'm very shocked it was only three to one. Um, like I, it, it, this is the kind of game where you just kind of look at the chances and everything on paper, and, and and by the end of it, you without watching the game, you just assume oh this is like a six four game or something, but um. That might, be, that might be a bit generous for the Sens, actually. Six, three, six, two and a half, you know. So that's that's fun and all. Um, I'm hoping nobody uh, put money on the Sens. Um, but uh, if, if, if putting money on the Sens is something that you still want to do, um, and, uh, you know, if you uh, think you know what way it's going to go, you can uh, make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Um... I guess the only bright side I can think of right now is that the Sens have the perfect opportunity for redemption playing the same team two days from now. So, you know, if they roll up to MSG and they just just dominate, then yeah, sure, like the 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 narrative changes. 
to an extent. I mean, like I said, remember, so for those who listened to the episode uh, following the Ducks game um, last Friday, they had, they won, what was it, 5-1? to one? And that whole episode, I kept saying, I don't want to be too positive. I don't want to act like the season is suddenly saved when you beat the other team fighting for last place. And I'm glad that that's the case, and that's what I said, because right now I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like, okay, I saved myself a bit of pain. You know, I, I avoided getting too too optimistic with the remainder of of the season, or even the remainder of the month. I mean, a couple of wins to end the month, followed by the, this loss. Like, you know, it could have gone worse, I guess. I mean, we've seen it be worse, considerably worse in this same month. But, you know, this is why I, I, I think... I did open the episode saying that this that the Sens just don't have it this season, and I think that's true. But I'm seeing a lot of people following a couple losses go, "Oh, the Sens are done. I'm 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 done with the team this season. I'm 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 fed up with it." And then they beat the Ducks five one, and then you see those same people tweeting like, "Okay, yeah, the Sen- the Sens offense is looking great. Like, how cool was that? Like, you- stop lying to everyone and just admit that you're in it for the long haul and you are going to watch this team play no matter how bad they are. Like if you watch the Sens the last 5 seasons you're watching this year. Like this year they actually have some talent up front. And and so you know, if you were able to stomach the pain of the last 5 seasons and 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 you're still around and you still own Sens jerseys like just admit to yourself, you know, admit to everyone else, but more importantly yourself that you're you're sticking with it. Like you're here for good. And whether or not you're gonna hang back and like just kind of I have a few friends who have told me that at this point they're just gonna follow games on their phone. They're not gonna watch. They're just gonna keep an eye on the score while they got Netflix going. Like I and I don't believe them for a friggin' second. This team is a sickness, and uh, there's there's no cure at this point. There's there's too many potential positives on the horizon to fight the current, and you know, on top of the current potential negatives that that we have to uh, to look forward to. Sale of the team, arena downtown. The core is still very young. They're not all in their prime. Very few are in their prime, even. And then, you know, so you got that. You can balance that with any of the negatives with the season, and it kind of evens out to a point where you're like, all right, fuck it, I'm in. I'll keep watching. Um, if they sell the fucking team this year, not like a, sorry, not in like a ownership changes, but like they just fucking sell off a whole bunch of assets at the deadline, and then suddenly the team looks even worse. And then at that point, okay, fine. Like you can be a little annoyed that, that they're giving up on this like completed uh, saying with huge quotation marks completed rebuild you know like fucking whatever that is five six months in um at that point sure but but right now i think i think there are too many positives um to look for um that you know anyone who says they're out at this point i i call bullshit um if you're like a fairly casual fan and you're like, all right, this is the season I'm ramping it up, then sure, yeah, 100%, I believe you. But for anyone who's a diehard and has been following the team super, super closely over the last five seasons and dealt with that hell, I, I don't believe anyone who's saying they're out right now. Like, I don't, remo- I don't, I don't believe anyone even remotely 
at this point. And, uh, you know, for better or worse, I think I'm there with you that, uh, you know, even if it weren't for, for, you know, the, and I, the, the genuinely the, the joy I get from, from hosting this show, um, take the show out of it. I'd still be in it. I, I would still be up watching every game. Um, and, uh, yeah, I can't, it's just something I can't quit at this point, I guess. Um, you know, there, and there have been plenty of times like that, like that, where, you know, the Sens are playing a game at 10 30 PM and I should 100% be in bed. I've got class early the next morning or something. And then I stay up and watch the game and you know, they lose and then I'm fucking exhausted after watching a loss the next day. And I regret it completely, but you know, the same thing with like earlier games. If they play a game at seven o'clock, say like, you know, in the, in the 1920 season and they're just getting friggin' demolished shortly following Christmas. And I go, okay, well it's seven o'clock. It's, it's the holidays. Fuck this. I'm going to watch a movie. And I, and I find myself missing out on the movie cause I'm checking my phone all the time, looking at Twitter, following the game along. And then half through the first, I go, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to put the game on. Like it, you're, you're stuck with this team for better or worse. And hopefully, uh, I know we've been saying it, for years and years and years, but hopefully, um, in this case, for the better, uh, that is on its way. Fingers crossed. Um, here in the chat, someone says, if you want to talk about the Rangers, this game was one of a few recently where the defense actually looked dominant throughout. Yeah, the Rangers' defense was stopping every. I mean, number one, the team. How many block shots? I have the. I, I should have block shots here. So the blocked shots are actually a lot closer than I expected, 19 to 16 in favor of the Rangers, and I just kind of expected that number to be like 35 to 3. Um, yeah, the Sens. I don't know. If, I don't know what angle to lean on for as far as the defense of the Rangers go. I don't know if that's their defense looking elite or the Sens just unable to create anything in transition or or, or create any kind of offense trying to carry the puck. All I know is that this is not a game to point to um, trying to convince DJ to cut down on the dump and chase because just every time they tried to carry the puck, it just got stopped right at the offensive blue line. If they even made it that far, a lot of plays died on, on, on their end of the neutral zone. So just a whole lot of nothing in this game that I would like to talk about, frankly. Um, boy. <sighs> you know when you know when you're in math class and uh, and you make a point of not looking at the clock and you're sitting there doing doing your assignment, you're just kind of sitting there at your desk and like I'm not going to look at the clock for a bit, and then and then you go, okay, I think it's been long enough. I'll I was like, it's got to be at least twenty twenty five minutes, and you look up and it's been like seven. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm I'm kind of dying for this episode to end, but also I'm not at the same time. This is almost like this is almost like sense fan therapy for me. You know, I can kind of this is kind of my place to rant uh, to no one in particular. Um, I guess that's the upside to not having a guest. Is uh, while it's tougher for me to fill in 30 minutes of content. For this episode, I can also just ramble and 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 just kind of lose my mind a little bit without 
uh, risking uh, talking over anyone or uh, <laughs> causing any problems that way. Um, boy, if uh, I can tell you one thing, if I had a guess, I bet you we would not be talking about this game. We'd be finding anything else to talk about. Um, as far as, I don't know, as far as, as the next few games, um, I guess we can only hope that December's better. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if December could be much worse than the November we just watched. Um, so let's, you know what, let's, let's take, let's, let's, let's look at the, at, at December. Let's look at their, at their opponents for the month of December and just see if we can in any way decide whether or not it's all fucked. So obviously the first game of the month is uh, this coming Friday against the New York Rangers again. So that's a, that's a statement game. I mean, if, if you're looking for a chance for redemption, you got to just, you know, kill the team that just killed you. Following that, it's a couple of West Coast uh, rematches at home this time. Uh, then you got uh, the San Jose Sharks and the Kings. Realistically, if... Okay, I'm, I'm going to be talking in absolutes a lot more than I probably need to. Realistically, if you want to save this season and have any chance, I think all three of those games... I think regardless of who they're against, they should be considered must-wins, but especially when it's against the Rangers, who have been more or less struggling for this season... At the very least, not not anywhere close to where they're supposed to be. Then you're playing the Sharks and you're playing the Kings. Those three games, while maybe I shouldn't call them must-wins in the first week of December, even though at this point they basically are, I should at the, at the very least say that these three games are extremely winnable and they should be won if you have any hopes of even being in the conversation of the playoffs by mid-January. Um Following that, a couple tougher ones. Dallas, then Nashville. Another game against the Ducks. Uh, that should be a win. Uh, then you got the Habs game. Followed by Detroit. Minnesota, that's going to be tough. Winnipeg. Then you play the Caps. The Red Wings again. The Bruins. The Caps again. And then the Red Wings. So, I would say the f- next three games are... Fairly winnable and very important to win. Uh, then a couple tough games. Ducks, you should win. Habs, that's a coin flip at this point. The Habs are back and forth. They're, the Habs are looking phenomenal and they're looking terrible. You know, at the very least, the Habs have some games where they look phenomenal. The, the Sens have been dying for that against any team other than the Ducks. Red Wings are tough. So, you know. And I, and I did see a chart the other day. I think it said that the Sens, I think the Sens were at the very least, I want to say top five, but maybe I'm misremembering. They're at the very least top 10 toughest remaining schedules. And granted, that's probably just from being in the Atlantic division. That's probably just a, a given at this point. But, you know, even the out of division games that they have this month are tough. Stars, Preds, uh, Wild, Jets. Um, caps twice. Caps are, are are having a rough go of it lately, so maybe they can make some magic against the Caps. Well, listen, if you're like, okay, we got to win these two games against the Caps, the first one's on December 22nd. If you've been shitting your way through December, just like November, at that point, you got to call it quits. 
Like if the sends, that's what one. So I'm going to do math right now, just off the top of my head here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So the Caps game, the first of two Caps games in the span of a week. They played the Caps on the 22nd and 29th of December. The first game against the Caps on the 22nd, that's going to be the 11th game of the month for the Sens. If you're looking at that game like, all right, we've got to start like, you know, if 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 in these next 10 games the Sens go like, say, 3-6-1, and one, like, it's fucked. It's done. It's 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 done. Um, I... <sighs> Brutal. From uh, New York Rangers 26 in the chat. Should have been 6-1. to one. Yep. Um, I, I assume you're probably just tuning in now. Uh, but that's exactly what I said earlier. Um, actually, I said it should, be, it should have been like 6 to 6. It should have been like 6 to 2 and a half. But, um, you know, 6 to 1 is fair as well. Um, those 2 and a half goals that I said hypothetically for the Sens would have all come in the first period. Um but yeah, at this point, like, and right now what I'm doing, looking at this schedule, I'm just kind of like telling myself that what I said was really dumb, right? What I said was like, you play the Caps twice and they're struggling. That's games 11, 11 and 14 in the month. Like at that point, fuck it. Like you can't even think about that game. You have to think about the next 10. Ideally, you just think about the next one against the Rangers on Friday night. Um and it's like, oh, this is brutal. This is really rough. Um, I really got to make sure that I um, consistently uh, schedule guests again because, you know, it's a win-win. Uh, the Sens win, then you can say, hey, look, we got a guest to talk about this win. And if they lose, you have someone to bounce ideas off of. And you can talk about literally fucking anything other than hockey if you want. Well, not other than hockey. We should keep this show mostly hockey-related. Um, sometimes I like to go on, on off-topic tangents a little bit. I uh, had some had, I had breakfast for dinner tonight. I had, uh, you know, over-easy eggs, some frozen uh, tater tots. Not frozen when I ate them. I put them in the fucking oven. And then some uh, breakfast sausages from, from Costco. A couple pieces of rye toast. It was really good. And if I had a guest, I could ask, hey, what did you have for dinner tonight? And then that would kill at least a couple minutes off the clock where I wouldn't have to talk about this fucking game. Um, but, yeah, I think I think the whole deal here is is really rough. By the way, if you're watching right now, put what you had for dinner in the chat. I would love to know, and I'd love to talk about that instead of being like, well, maybe the sense can turn it around for the fucking 15th time this season already. Um but yeah, luckily, I don't want to spend this whole episode talking about like, oh, I got some really fun guests lined up. But I, I, I do have some really exciting guests coming up uh, for the next month or so. And um, those will be really fun, regardless of a win or loss for the Sens. Honestly, I think I think those games will be a lot of fun as far as the postgame chat goes, regardless of, of the outcome, like I said. Um, yeah, this is... This is rough, honestly. Um, I always want to hit that 30-minute mark. I feel like, you know, if if even if there's every reason to end a show early, I don't think I ever want to do that. I, I want to, at the very least, challenge myself. And, and, and that's what the last few losses that I've covered have been. They've been so, so challenging. 
And uh, God, almost as challenging as watching this team. So one thing I would like to know is because with the Sens fans, I mean, granted, Sens fans in general looked at this offseason and kind of looked at this season as, you know, okay, the rebuild's done. It's 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 going to be great. We have expectations. And, yes, the team absolutely has expectations. And the fan base, we had expectations of this team going into the season. Um, whereas you look at the Rangers, who who just went to the, the Eastern Conference Final last year, um, and I know their fans probably had expectations of at least the same thing, if not – you know they're they're looking at this as like a cup or bust kind of season, and I would love to know the different levels of of. I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> Excuse me, everybody. Um, I would love to know just kind of the difference in holy shit, the world is ending as far as 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 a reaction to the, how the season's going because I think you know. Because you can say that the Sens fans in general were expecting too much this season. But one thing I love is seeing, you know, like the Rangers. I mean, they're they're better now, right? So what's their what's their what's their record? Uh bu- 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 11, 9, and 4. That's not an end of the world record by any means, but for a team that you would think, you know, say 25 games in, you would expect them to be like I don't know, like 13. Right, twenty-five games in. Actually, no, I, I, I would not have been shocked if the Rangers were like you know fifteen, eight and two or something. You know, twenty-five games in. Um, that's not exactly what they're twenty-four games in. Whatever, close enough. So, and I always find it fascinating when you look at different fan bases. You know, like you look at, say, the Rangers being above five hundred technically, um. And the fan base going, this season is a fucking nightmare because this is supposed to be a cup contending team and this team sucks. Versus like, you know, I don't know who's a bad team that like, okay, let's you know what, let's look at the Sharks. Like say Sharks fans. Like I think Sharks fans were all kind of expecting the Sharks to be more or less in the basement. But then you have something like, you know, Timo Meyer is killing it right now. Obviously, Eric Carlson is unbelievable. So... Because I don't want to do the comparison between the Rangers fans and Sens fans, because I think they both had expectations, very different expectations, but they both definitely had expectations to an extent. I think with like Sharks fans, for example, they probably just been like, "Yeah, it's sucking. Let's get Connor Bedard." Um, and I love looking at how you know maybe a team that is still well within the playoff picture with you know cup aspirations that season the fan base goes holy shit the world is ending this is this is a nightmare when they're like fourth in their division or something versus a team that thinks they're going to be in the basement but they have like a top end like norris contender on their team and and at the very least there's some things fun to watch and they're going this is you know better than expected um where did this tangent start I think I just wanted to say that I always find it very interesting seeing how like good teams have fans that are upset and bad teams have fans that are thrilled with what's going on. Um, and all that to say, I would love to know how Rangers fans are feeling in general about the season, whether a lot of them are going, holy fuck, we should have like 19 wins in these first 24 games. Or, you know, if a lot of them are saying it's fine, like it's a slow start, but things are going to get back together 
relatively quickly because that's the thing. Like this Rangers roster is unreal, um, really, really good. Um, I don't have many Rangers on my fantasy teams. I have two fantasy teams going, and I think the only Ranger that I have is Truba on one of my teams, and he was uh, he's been doing all right. He's been a he's a late pickup for me just because. I had Morgan Riley who went on long-term IR, so I put him there and I picked Trouba up. Um, so yeah, I think this Rangers team is going to turn around no problem. Um, that seems very close to the Montreal and Ottawa dynamic, 100%. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, Sens fans are, are all kind of thinking like, holy shit, the world is ending. And then the Habs who, granted, are ahead in the standings, are kind of going like this this uh this season has been a blast so far and i and i am and listen as far as the game over crew goes i think andrew has 100% earned uh a season of holy shit this is so much fun <laughs> especially with what he had to deal with last last season um and um Sorry, hold on. So I think I think that that's a really good point. Um, that this 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 season feels lost, and teams that are barely doing any better are having a blast. And I am very very jealous of of all those teams. Um. So with that, I think I'll probably just leave it there. Um, thank you for those who decided to tune in. I really appreciate it, especially. Um, I really appreciate it despite this this really rough game. Um, hopefully December was gonna. Hopefully December will have some more exciting games, um, and even just topics to talk about. Like let's just hope something happens. Either have the sends turn it around or just let this season completely implode. So there's something to talk about on the show. Remember to like, and subscribe to the YouTube channel and, uh, share with your friends and, uh, I'll, I'll see you on Friday and hopefully we have something fun to talk about. Let's, let's hope for a fun December. Thanks for tuning in. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.